Welcome to the Tax Factor, the top 20 business and investment podcast from Blick Rothenberg, the tax, accounting and business advisory firm. This week with Nimesh Shah and Heather Self. I'm Nimesh Shah. And I'm Heather Self. And welcome to another edition of The Tax Factor, the top 20 business and investment podcast that keeps you up to date on all things tax. It's our final Tax Factor of 2023 and our Christmas special. So as well as our usual roundup of topical stories, we'll be looking back at the year and just like Strictly Come Dancing, we'll score the tax year out of 10. 2023 in review. So Heather, please start us off 2023 as a year in tax out of 10. Six for me, I think. We've only had one Chancellor, so that's an improvement over 2022. And we haven't had anything as bad as the chaos of the quasi quarteng car crash budget. But rates of tax are still pretty high in historic terms. Corporation tax has now gone up to 25%, although we did get full expensing in the autumn statement recently. What about you? What do you think on personal tax? I wonder, Heather, as well, did you go for six? Because that is one more than the number of chancellors we had in 2022. And well done for that, that tongue teaser of quasi quarteng car crash budget. I'm glad you did that rather than me. But from my side, I think I'd have to agree with you. A six or a seven at best out of 10. We've got this horrible system in the UK at the moment around frozen tax allowances. That's due to run until 2028. So that's the effect of about 20 billion of additional tax that the Treasury's raising through that frozen tax measure. But some good news on the way for taxpayers because the national insurance cut is upon us in January. We'll see our pay packets rise up to £60 a month through that national insurance cut that the Chancellor gave away back in the autumn statement. And there's some more good news for self-employed people. Their national insurance bills will go down, but not until the 5th of April 2024. The Chancellor has a bit of a problem with the self-employed, so he's delaying that cut until the start of the new tax year. Some favourite tax cases of the year, Heather? Go on, pick one out for us. Oh, it's got to be the chocolate biscuit biscuits case that blissful biscuits is a biscuit wholly or partly covered in chocolate if it is it's subject to vat we could do a whole podcast on on vat Uh, gingerbread men zero rated provided they don't have more than a couple of bits of chocolate for eyes if they've got too much chocolate then they become standard rated. We could talk about animal food as well. Apparently at the IFS Christmas party, they were discussing whether ferret food was standard rated or zero rated. They decided it was standard rated because most ferrets are apparently kept as pets. On that basis, I think reindeer food is probably zero rated because they're clearly working animals. So some good news for Santa. And by the way, Heather, how do you value Santa's sleigh? I don't know, Nimesh. How do you value Santa's sleigh? Ah, well, it's net present value, of course. So moving on uh, and back to some recent developments this week in the world of tax. So Amazon, what have they been up to? Because this has been a long running tax case, hasn't it? very long running. I think it's getting close to 20 years now. It's a Merry Christmas for Amazon. They've won a case in the European Court of Justice. This is all about complicated US tax planning, which ultimately resulted in some profits not being taxed anywhere. And the European courts tried to attack that by saying, aha, these prices are wrong under transfer pricing. And so that's state aid and we'll tax it. Now, trying to bring transfer pricing into the state aid rules is really a big clash of two systems. So when 
whether you like Amazon or not, I think it's a, a good result for the tax system as a whole that they finally won on that one. So Merry Christmas to Amazon. I wonder if they'll pass on some of those savings to our Christmas deliveries. And it's also Merry Christmas for HMRC, who have received significantly increased voluntary national insurance payments this year. This is likely to be from the mad rush of people topping up their state pension credits. Now, this got extended a few times, didn't it, Heather? Firstly, to uh, originally the deadline was meant to close April, then it was extended to July, and now it's been extended to April 2025. Any guess at why the government have decided to uh, extend that deadline? I think people finally woke up to this being an important thing to do. The point here is that you can go online at any time and check what your state pension forecast is going to be. And if you've got a pretty consistent working life or you've been getting national insurance credits for another reason, then you'll get the full state pension. But if for any reason you've got gaps in the record, your state pension could be quite a lot less than the maximum. So you can pay voluntary national insurance contributions to top it up. Now, if you're only 25 or 30 and you've got a long working life ahead of you, that's probably not worth it. But if you're getting towards your 50s or early 60s, it can be a really good investment paying a bit more national insurance to get a lot more state pension. You can always go back six years. But what this particular deadline is about is contributions going back to when the new state pension was increased. So it takes you back more than six years and they're giving you longer to make up that gap period. That is something to do over the Christmas break. Check your national insurance credits for your state pension. Uh, And something else that you may want to do over Christmas is file your tax return. Last year, Heather, there were some 3,275 people who thought Christmas Day was the perfect time to file their tax return. And this is a bit of fun from HMRC that they release around the self-assessment deadline to encourage people to go and fill in their tax return. And a few hints and tips from me, I suppose, on filing your personal tax return. By the way, I have done mine. I did mine in the summer and was due a small repayment, although it took me some months to get it out of HMRC after many hours on the phone and through their online portal. But nevertheless, I got it back so I could buy my wife's Christmas present. But if you are filing your tax return on Christmas Day, a few things just to watch out for. Don't forget to declare your child benefit payments if your income is over 50000 If you're renting out a property, make sure you include all your expenses. And if you're letting out a room in your own home, Think about whether it's more efficient to claim the rent-a-room relief of £7,500 or whether it's more effective to claim all your deductions. Any tips from you, Heather, on if you're filing your tax return over the Christmas break? Just coming back to that child benefit one, remember that this high-income child benefit charge is calculated by reference to a couple. So if either of you has got income over 50000 and one of you is claiming child benefit, you both need to think about whether the high-income child benefit charge applies. At the other end of the income scale, if you're a married couple, and this is just people who are married or in a civil partnership, if one of you is earning less than the personal allowance, that's 12570 and the other one is a basic rate taxpayer, then you can transfer part of the personal allowance to your spouse and they can get back about £250 from HMRC, which would buy quite a nice Christmas present. A bit of a Christmas gift there from HMRC. And if you're thinking of giving away some shares to charity this Christmas, if you are feeling particularly generous, be careful careful with your CGT calculation. In a case reported this week, the value on AIM, the alternative investment market, was not good enough and the other background needed to be considered, significantly reducing the tax repayment due on a transaction which took place over 20 years ago. Heather, why did this matter 
take place 20 years ago? Why has it only come to light now? So I think it was a 2003-04 transaction. HMRC opened an inquiry fairly promptly, I think 2005. But then for some reason, the inquiry dragged on for about 15 years. I think there might have been some other tax cases that this was stood behind. But even once the appeal went to the tribunal, it took about another three or four years for the case to be held. This is really an awfully long time for someone to have an open issue hanging over them. I think that's an area where HMRC could do better. Perhaps Santa should send them some skates for Christmas. On the topic of Santa, on the topic of giving things away, we give a little bit of stick to HMRC on the tax factor every now and then. I like to think it's fairly justified and someone from HMRC is listening and making improvements in the background. But some great news from HMRC. They have announced further support for tax charities, tax aid and tax help for older people to help them continue their vital work on helping those on low incomes with their tax problems. And I'm proud to say that Blick Rothenberg is a supporter of those tax charities with a team who regularly help man the phone lines. We could always do with some more help on tax aid and tax help for older people. They do some great work. I know, Heather, you are a particular supporter of those organisations. Indeed, a very worthy charity to, to give a bit of extra money to if you're feeling generous this Christmas as well. And other things to do over the Christmas break when it comes to your taxes, Heather. Your husband's a lawyer, I hear, so he would say you need to review your will. But are there any other tax tips that we might want to get round to some tax housekeeping other than filing your tax return, which we've already talked about? So what else could you do after you've actually got your tax return done? Well, 31st of January, we've already said, is the deadline for high income child benefit charge. It's also the deadline for paying your tax. And the interest rate on any tax that's paid late is now a staggering 7.75%. So as well as getting your tax return done, get the tax paid. Making sure that you've claimed expenses we've talked about. If you've made donations to charity, claim higher rate tax relief on those and also higher rate tax relief on any pension contributions. And just generally, if you're very up to date with everything, start looking ahead to the 5th of April and things like using up your ISA allowance for the year, perhaps. I'm sure we'll be talking about pre-April tax planning in a tax factor podcast in the new year. Some great tips there, Heather. And I think this time of year, whilst it may not sound the most exciting thing, but getting your financial affairs in order, just some of that financial housekeeping that we don't really get round to throughout the course of the year, you do get a bit of a break to do that. You've touched on some interesting things there. I would also add yeah, pension contributions as well, just checking whether you're able to go and make some additional uh, contributions through carry forward allowances. Uh, and if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous as well, EIS, Enterprise Investment Scheme and Venture Capital Trust, these are traditionally high risk investments, but carry lots of generous tax reliefs. Worth having a look at them if, if your tax bill is looking particularly high and there are lots of available options out there as well. But a good time to go and assess your options on trying to reduce your tax bill. And finally, let's just have a quick think, Heather, about what 2024 might bring us. So just a couple of thoughts from you, Heather. Where where do you think you'd like to see things go and what do you think will happen? I think the big thing is that we're almost bound to get an election. In theory, it could be as late as January 2025. But the idea of running a general election campaign over Christmas next year is surely not going to be very appealing. So we're almost bound to have an election. I'd like to see the first female Chancellor of the Exchequer. We haven't had one yet in over 700 years. Is that a plug for you, Heather, for the job? Well, you could put me in the House of Lords and I'll very happily be Chancellor of the Exchequer. Yeah. And I wonder if Rishi Sunak might pull a bit of a rabbit out of the hat to take some of the thunder away from Labour by appointing Claire Coutinho as the first female Chancellor before the general election. That has been widely rumoured that Jeremy Hunt may be packing his bags out of number 11. So we'll wait and see what happens over the next few months. But I think it's going to be a fascinating 2024. More elections globally in 2024. 
2024 than any other time that I can remember. And as you say, the UK has got a bit of a political headache upon us. And I'm sure that we and you will be pouring over all those manifestos and seeing what's in there uh, in terms of tax policy, both from the current government and the Labour opposition as well. That'll be a nice treat for us ahead of any mince pies that we'll be enjoying over the Christmas break. Heather, we are nearly out of time, but just before we head off in to the Tax Factor Christmas drinks and mingle, we've got time for a bit of fun. So take the other end of this cracker. Did you know Santa doesn't need to worry about IR35? That's because he's elf-employed. One for you, Nimesh. Why does Santa like visiting the UK? He can claim gift relief. And one for our voiceover guy. There are three types of accountants. Those who can count and those who can't. Quite awful. I don't think we're going to be appearing on any comedy clubs in 2024. The Tax Factor. My thanks to Heather for joining me this week and indeed throughout this year. I'd also like to thank all of our Blick Rothenberg team who've been guests or behind the scenes helping us produce the podcast each week. I'm delighted that the Tax Factor is in the top 20 podcast chart and thank you so much for listening. We're taking a break for Christmas but the Tax Factor is back in the new year on Friday, January the 12th and then every Friday as usual. With an impending election, I'm sure we're going to be in for an interesting 2024. You can listen to all of our previous episodes of The Tax Factor on the Blick Rothenberg website. And do check out our sister podcast, Brave Business, hosted by journalist and broadcaster Declan Curry. He talks to Parry Marm, founder of AI content platform Frazy, about the challenges and opportunities faced by entrepreneurs in the tech sector. Until next time, from Heather and myself, it's goodbye. And whatever your plans are this holiday... Have a great festive break and a prosperous new year. That's all for The Tax Factor for 2023. We'd like to thank you for making us one of the UK's top 20 podcasts. We'll be back on January the 12th and then every Friday with the latest tax news and updates. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from everyone at The Tax Factor. Tax Factor.